Welcome to Barbecue Radio Network, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your hosts, David Caius and Andy Groneman, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading pitmasters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of the Barbecue Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Dave Caius along with our executive producer T-Bone and my co-host, world champion at Pork at the American Royal Invitational, Andy Groneman. Coming up, we've got we've got a guest that this is not going to be somebody we're going to say the name and you're all going to go, oh, I know this person. But this gentleman... I know this person. <laughs> you don't even know oh, him. Okay. You know a lot of people. <laughs> I'm guessing somebody somewhere knows this guy. This guy, his name's Mike Erickson. And I'm excited to have him on the show because he's doing something that I think is really, really cool. And he's got a high school barbecue league and competition going on. And I love this. That's it, real. You know, Kids Q has a special place in my heart anyway, mm-hmm. because I started as a ute growing <laughs> up and, and, and kind of cooking with my dad. My daughters mm-hmm. have cooked a, alongside me and against me. So, yeah, nice. having a... High school barbecue association. That's a that's a pretty cool idea. You're you're lucky. I know that we need to keep things rolling because I almost adopted the character of the judge there when you said <laughs> Ute. <laughs> he, by the way, uh, Mike Erickson, I'm talking about, has started the uh, T Bone's going to make me say this NHSBBQA. Very nice. And, what, what does that mean? And to break it down, check it out, and and I do mean please check it out. The high school BBQ League dot com. And, you know, if, if you're in an area and you've got high schools and you're not doing something like this, we want you guys to look into it and maybe start doing it in your area and get more and more teams involved. You're yeah. kind, of, kind of avoiding a key word on this, Dave. Well, I avoid a lot of key words. So tell me. National. National. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I said all over. That's national. Right, Andy? <laughs> That's right. Thank you. Andy never supports me, but thank you, Andy. In, so, f- in fact, the national champions are Osceola. Oh, excuse me. Oh, good. How do you say it? Osceola High School out of Missouri. I'm not from the Midwest. Oh, that made my day. Thank you for screwing that up. That'll make it make it better when I screw up later on. Um, also, we're going to be talking to Andy. I came up with this brilliant idea, this being Super Bowl weekend, but all of a sudden, you're planning on, you know, four or five people, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. all of a sudden, and I'll, I'll set it up later, but we're going to talk about last minute, uh-oh. Oh, I'm in. Yeah. That's the story of my life, Dave. <laughs> I, think, I would imagine it is, because you got a wife, you got kids, you got all that. So, uh, well, people go over to Andy's house and immediately check things out and then start texting other people to come over. <laughs> yeah. that's <laughs> Sometimes parties break out. You can't help it. He's got, you just can't help he it. He actually has an entire keg this time. He hasn't drank the whole thing. <laughs> so, we have I'll be not, there for you, buddy. <laughs> we have not done an MSN dot com survey in a long time. In fact, I don't think Andy has participated in an MSN dot com survey. I don't no, think I'm he excited. has. Well, so I'm going to start you easy, Andy and T Bone, because you both have I, to do I, this. I, I'm looking for my pen. <laughs> well, this is an easy one. This is simply a yes or no. Okay. And this one I thought was interesting because here we are in February and it's colder than you know what out there. And the question is, have you ever gone ice fishing? Now. Over 228,000 people responded to this. This is not a scientific survey. People just 
Um, I, I do them all the time because I, I enjoy seeing the results. But I was surprised about how many people said that they have gone ice fishing. Wait a minute. How many responded? Uh, over 228,000 people oh, responded. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of people. I don't usually bring them on unless it's at least 100,000, just because I figured that's that's not a bad yeah. little number. So, uh, Andy, I'll start with you. Just in general, how many percentage-wise do you think people have gone ice fishing? Oh, I'm I'm going to say 40%. Okay. Because real ice fishing, I mean, there's a big chunk of the country you can't even do it in. Right. So are you going to say that 60% haven't? (laughs) Yes, 60% have not. See how he did that, T-Bone? He made it really easy on himself, (laughs) and I had to help him. Uh, T-Bone, how many do you think of the percentage of people say that they have gone ice fishing? I I would imagine those people would come out and definitely answer the survey. That's a good point. Uh, I'm going, oh gosh, Andy hit a sweet spot on this. I think I'm going to say 38%. Oh, I thought you were going to go like 41% and be like, uh, now you don't get to just throw a dollar. Is this like prices, right? Or <laughs> that's something? What I, thought. I thought he was going to go yeah. 41%. Oh, now that, that, that'd be like two out of five. I don't now, now let so before we, I give you the answers, T-Bone, have you ever gone ice fishing yourself? No. Okay. Andy, you're, you're, yes. the, I would figured you had. How yeah, many and that's times? why I, that's just a couple. And, but to, to go ice fishing, it takes a little bit of work, right? Oh, you have to, that looks like you a lot rent of work. The little, you have to rent the little shed that they slide out onto the lake. Right. You have to, you know, cut the hole, have your heaters, get all your stuff together. It's a little bit of work to do it. The places that do have it, it's not too hard. They've got everything there. You can just go rent it all. But I'm not up that far north often enough to, I mean, I, I fished as a kid, but that just looks too much work. And I, I watch, I'm addicted to watching video clip things that started out kind of with America's Funniest Videos, and now there's 20 shows on. And every time I see somebody drive out onto a lake thinking that it's heavy enough and watch some poor person's, does insurance cover that? Does it cover stupidity? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to try not to offend any of my friends that actually <laughs> hunt in deer stands, but for me... If you're in a deer stand or if you're in an ice fishing hut, it's really about just having a couple of drinks with a couple of your buddies. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not trying to catch a world, you know, record fish. I'm definitely not trying to, you know, I, so it's, it's a little bit different thing for different people, but for me, it's not even about the fishing. There's, an, there's fishing. an old, old dirty joke, which I can't tell, but uh, I'm, I'm just going to sum up the punchline. You're not here for the hunt. And uh, anybody who knows that dirty joke is laughing right now. Okay. So here's the actual uh, results. And you guys were both higher than what I thought. It was 26% said yes. And I thought that was high. Because geographically speaking, and all the work that goes into ice fishing, God bless those people. I well, watch your, them. Your buildup made it sound like there were. A, so I. That's why I hedged <laughs> towards forty. But yeah, like I said, there's only so much of the country you can even do it in. Man, I want to play poker against you sometime soon. Anyway, <laughs> but twenty six percent said yes. Seventy four percent said no. But I still thought twenty six percent was high. Just that's just me. Time now for our Ask Andy, since he blew that question. Uh, sponsored <laughs> sponsored by our February Barbecue Sauce of the Month, which happens to be Smoke on Wheels Pork Marinade and Injection, 16 ounces. This award-winning marinade will take all your pork cuts to the next level. Go ahead, T-Bone. 
All right. This question is from Mark Alaba in uh, Seymour, Texas. And he says, hey, guys, hope everyone is getting well. Question. It sounds like the smart grills are soon going to slice and plate up the brisket for you. (laughs) And I'd want one if I owned a restaurant. But in the world of competition, are they fair? A guy I know here Mm. who does a lot of cooking for his family and friends, not involved in competition, never uses the one he has. He says it takes away the skill factor, which he's pretty proud of. Your thoughts? Really good question. So, yeah, that's a great question. Um, I will tell you that every pit has its own idiosyncrasies. So even a smart cooker, like I'm assuming he's talking about a pellet cooker, probably something that is uh, thermostatically controlled and managing your your temps for you. They still you still have to get pellets into them. You still have to pick the kind of wood you're going to use. Uh, the only thing that you're really getting there is making sure you get a clean fire. Now there are definitely a skill in maintaining a clean hot fire for your cooking but this lets you focus a lot more on the meat so i would say until you are really good at the protein part of it um those cookers are great because they let you learn all of the details about the meat so i think there's still a place for it they're definitely legal in competition oh they are legal oh yeah okay Um, i would not have guessed that and and they also they're nice because sometimes when you want to have a uh a little bit of a break or you need to go run and and do something or manage something else it gives you the capability to do that and still cook all right good question well we got mike erickson coming up next he's got the high school barbecue league very excited about that high school bbq league.com next on barbecue radio network You love food, and when you love food, you love finding new flavors to explore, new techniques to try, and seeing the look of your friends' and family's faces when they bite into it. Old Hickory Pit Smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant-quality barbecue right in your own backyard. Old Hickory Pit Smokers are made in the USA. Visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll-free, 800-223-9667. Barbecue Radio Network is heard on radio stations from Hawaii to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at bbqradionetwork.com. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Dave Caius, along with Pitmaster of Smoke on Wheels, Andy Groneman. Mentioned this earlier, very excited about our guest today, Mike Erickson. He is the director of the, and I'm going to say it, may get it wrong, but he's going to say it, the NHSBBQA. Sorry, I'm, I'm the only I'm the only one impressed by that. Anyway, check out Mike's website. Uh, it's highschoolbbqleague.com. That's highschoolbbqleague.com. Mike Erickson, welcome to the show. How you doing, buddy? Hey, doing great. And if you just type in meat.education, you're there. And thank you guys for having me, Andrew. Nice to meet everybody. Well, it's yeah, nice great. to have you here. Before we, we kind of get into everything... My first thought when I was looking at this, I was very excited to have you on the show because we, we definitely want to promote young people coming up, doing you know, be, becoming barbecuers. But is this kind of like a school of school of rock kind of situation where 
you're making it fun for high schoolers and then they really want to do it because it's it's not only are they learning barbecue but it's fun too is that kind of like that absolutely it's meatloaf you know if you if we want to honor meatloaf that's what it is mm. it's you know it's like high school rodeo or bass fishing or clay shooting all wrapped into one big cooking competition very nice very nice well, do, Andy, do we want to start on food or we want to start on the league? What do we want to start on, oh, buddy? Oh, let's start on the league. I want to hear how it started because like, yeah. we were talking kind of before the the show started, but, you know, I, I started cooking with my dad. My girls grew up kind of cooking with me and have competed and done all of that. They've done uh, competitions in, you know, New York and all over the place. So it's to me, it's it's great when you can get the kids involved. So how did you guys start that, Mike? What was kind of the impetus? Barbecue Radio Network with Dave Caius and Andy Groneman will be right back. Hey, Bar & Grill fans, it's Jim with Madhouse Bar Talk, where me and my co-hosts sit around and talk about the things going on around Madhouse Bar & Grill in Elyria, Ohio. The whole conversation is unscripted, uncensored and unedited anywhere where you stream podcasts just remember madhouse bar talks baby well i'm I'm living the dream right now because i've done that with my daughter and she's a senior right now and it started at bernard high school Uh, i'm a culinary arts teacher and it really was god i've got a welding shop right across the street or right across from my classroom and they were building these amazing pits and looking over there, seeing they're building these pits in class, these kids, and they're not. Hey, hang on, on a and, second, Mike. I got to interrupt. Obviously, we're talking to somebody in Texas because <laughs> so, so. they're in shop class building pits. I don't know if I've have we ever yeah, heard that before anywhere. Anybody? No, no we're not that. That lucky. is so cool. Anyway, go ahead, Mike. I apologize. Well, sorry. I think they call it at ag mechanics or at, at, uh, machine <laughs> shop, but uh, it's the the NHSBA is the National High School Barbecue Association, and uh, it's we call ourselves the home of the home of the high school barbecue leagues. We've got barbecue leagues all over the United States right now. Uh, we've got six states, and it just grew out of a passion for me to get kids engaged. And uh, we started it at our high school, and it grew every year. And then it went statewide, and, you, and then it went worldwide and national. Yeah, so you said it's like like clay shooting. So you have state contests, you have city, state, and then it goes national, right? So all of the states also get to compete nationally? Correct. Just like, think of uh, Little League Baseball. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So how many contests per year do you guys have typically? So in Texas right now, we've got 10. We've got eight more left in the season. And then we've got our state championship at Burnham High School. And then our national championship is in Round Rock, Texas at the Kalahari Resort, which is Central Texas barbecue mecca. I mean, some of the Aaron Franklin and some of the biggest Texas guys are there. And we're hoping to move this all over the country, uh, eventually bring it to Kansas City, hopefully, or Kansas. We're talking with Mike Erickson, the director of the NHS BBQA. And, you know, as we're sitting here talking about those contests, I think, you know, right before we came on, Missouri happens to be hot right now, right? Is that, give me the, give me the rundown on, on how Missouri kind of won last year. So is this a setup? Uh, Cause I'm a Texan. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's no, not. And I'm a Kansan. So, you know, <laughs> obviously Missouri is always hot and uh, you know, Ole or uh, 
Yeah, Osceola Olathe, High School, Osceola. the Muddy River Smokers last year were Love the it. world champions, and those kids were awesome. And they brought it, and they represent represented Missouri. And I know there's a lot of smack talk going on now between Florida <laughs> and Georgia and Alabama. So, oh, that's great. And uh, what what categories are they cooking in? So when these kids compete, what what are the categories? So they do uh, pork spare ribs. They do this year. They're doing chicken thighs, uh, KCBS style. Uh, we rotate that around because in Texas they do. IBCA does uh, chicken, half chickens, uh, yeah, half chickens and spatchcocks, and eventually we'll probably do buffalo wings or drums. Uh, they do uh, a New York strip steak, so they can do and learn grilling. Uh, they do a Dutch oven category where it's dessert only, so they can do anything in a Dutch oven. That's me. Uh, I was an Eagle Scout, a Boy Scout, and also a chuck wagon cook. So. Uh, and then I left one See, out. Which we, we need to get you a Dave on that for sure, because we're trying to get him to actually <laughs> learn how to cook his, his new year's resolution every year is about going out and eating barbecue, but it's never cooking barbecue. And I think if we could get him <laughs> doing some Dutch oven cooking in his pit, we might get him there. Listen, kids, let me just say <laughs> something here. When it comes to eating, nobody's doing it better and nobody's gained more weight during COVID than I have. So I just wanted to say I should get an, I should get a, a ribbon. I can Mike, can you send me one of those ribbons just for best eating? Absolutely. And I'd love to do your dishes anytime. Andy. <laughs> so, so you mentioned a uh, New York strip and a KCBS chicken thigh, which is interesting to me. So are you guys, do you have rules around garnish uh, or is it kind of open creativity for the kids or what are the, what are the elements that go into those categories? Well, it's, it's basically a hybrid, and obviously uh, some parts of the country do garnish. We've n- decided not to do garnish mainly because it's another added expense. They cost to keep it refrigerated, and our kids and teams don't have big old RVs mm. and trailers and all that. Uh, it's old school. It's backyard cul-de-sac cooking. Got it. So just the whatever the category is, just focusing on that, whether it's the protein or the dessert. or Yeah, that's great. Burgers is really the only one that you get to get in our miss what we call our mystery category where some of them will be very creative. Like we're going to eventually probably do chili or we may do uh, a different kind of meat. You know, we we're just talking about uh, Hassle cattle company is uh, Wagyu is going to be one of our sponsors and talking about doing cheek meat or fajitas or you know, changing it up because tri-tip in California, you know, yeah, we Terrace like major, beer. right? You got, you got <laughs> yeah. all kinds of great cuts you can use for a uh, ancillary there. I just had a Wagyu burger about two weeks ago. Gosh, those things are so good. Holy smokes. Those things are good. You know, uh, real quickly, cause we're, we're running out of time on this segment with burgers, anything real quick that you can creative, like put an egg in it or something like that. Uh, I don't know if we're, egg is absolutely creative. I guess that we've been there. Uh, you know, the juicy Lucy seems to be the popular yeah. burger with high school kids. Now what's <laughs> the juicy Lucy his, stuffing it with as much cheese as you can fit in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you bite into that sucker, it just oozes everywhere. Okay. So well, we, I'm thinking mushroom cheese and an egg. What do you think there? 
I'm thinking jalapeno, bacon, and uh, stuffed pepper. See, Mike's speaking my language. <laughs> jalapeno and bacon. We're speaking with Mike Erickson. He is the director of a wonderful organization. It's N-A- I'm sorry, NHSBBQA. And to break it down, it's a high school barbecue league. And we want everybody to please check out their website. It's highschoolbbqleague.com. That's highschoolbbqleague.com. I mean, this thing is already growing but we hopefully can help it grow even more we want it to go nationally all over the place so again check it out highschoolbbqleague.com we're gonna hit up mike with some cooking tips since he is a you know chef kind of guy that's coming up next right here on barbecue radio network Check out Barbecue Radio Network on Facebook. Give us a like. Dave and Andy need the attention. Gov. If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes. Their age. The way they speak. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Dave Kais, along with our producer T-Bone and our co-host, award-winning pitmaster Annie Groneman. And we've got to this with us today Mike Erickson. Very, very cool thing. They have got a barbecue, high school barbecue league, which I just love the whole concept of this. I love bringing young people into barbecue. Uh, the, the name of the league is the NHSBBQA. But more simply, check out their website, HighSchoolBBQLeague.com. Uh, Mike, you mentioned a shorter version, too, of the website. What was that? Meat.education. Meat.education? Yeah, meat.edu, right? No, a oh. meat. the word education. Oh, wow. Cool. That. And no I, dot .com or anything like that? Nope. Say it again, would you, Mike? Meat.education. <laughs> and there I assume that's M-E-A-T, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> or if it's for simple for the barbecue guys, it could be barbecue.education. Ah, very nice. Very cool. Well, this is this is just such a cool organization and getting young people involved. And, uh, you know, if, if we could have gotten Andy to start barbecuing at a younger age, we could have kept him out of trouble, but that didn't happen. <sighs> yeah, well. <laughs> Might have been part of the reason I got in trouble, but that's a whole nother segment that we're not, that, that requires Meat a is therapist. is expensive, Andy. Yeah, it is. It is. And I wanted to, so let's jump right back in. We were talking about the categories earlier and what those kids are cooking. Um, we need some tips on how to cook that best strip steak. And mm-hmm. I think probably if we were going to go to something else, we really, like I said, we really need to show Dave how to cook dessert on a grill. So if you could share a couple of tips about what we're teaching the kids on how to cook a strip consistently and, and really well every time. Well, it's, it's hard because when you're doing backyard, I'm used to doing it in a classroom or a restaurant, but you know, a thermometer with kids is that's part of what we're teaching them to cook the temps, but in restaurants for years, we cook to touch. And, uh, so it's been a, a process. We cook it very similar to an SEA style. Uh, and you know, you can cook it with grill grates or you can cook it on a flat iron or you can cook it in a cast iron pan. Uh, 
but basically trying to get the best Maillard reaction you can, and you can get that from grill marks, or you can get it with, you know, the classic sear, and and then depending on the size of the steak, you know, there's all kinds of different techniques out there. I wish I had an 1800 degree oven like they do in the restaurants, but <laughs> we're doing it on a small backyard Weber grill or a, M, M, a C4. Yeah. Uh, cooker that kind of thing so then what are you telling them to do is in terms of kind of getting that fire to the right temperature and getting the coal bed right so that you get that reaction that you want uh, uh do you help kind of teach them how to manage the fire and do those pieces like what's the secret to getting that fire right on the weber so that they can well, pr- do that every time everybody's got their own way of doing it we we, we do a, a lump charcoal a flat bed and we use a c4 uh M grill cooker and basically we try to get our grill grates up to about 600 uh, degrees to get good marks and then it's they're doing it by time and you know minute and a half on this side turn it cross hatch a minute and a half then flip it and then do the same thing uh, depending on you know, we do normally an inch uh, stakes but you know everything changes based on what piece of equipment you're using and how thick the stake is but uh, you know that's the one thing I learned about competition versus backyard is they're doing all kinds of stuff to steak. I'm kind of a purist. Salt and pepper. I want to taste the meat. I want to taste. Yeah, the absolutely. Steak. And that's uh, really that's key. I think is getting to taste the meat and and bring and like you said that malleard reaction that you're getting from whether it's on a grill grate. You know, I, I'm a huge fan of throwing a griddle out there or even a cast iron skillet and just getting that perfect browning on it so that you get all of those flavors developed. Um, and you don't need to add a ton of, of stuff to a good steak to do that. So I agree 100% on that. You know, Mike, I was thinking too about this wonderful organization of yours is let's say some of the kids are going to, you know, students are going to go off to college and I can just imagine them at college. They're going to be the most popular people on don't, campus. Don't, don't go there. Don't go there. We don't say the word tailgate. <laughs> <laughs> but that, I mean, but but I mean, they're going. But they're going to be sitting there at their dorm or wherever they live, out in the back, barbecue and stuff. And all their friends are going. How do you know that? You know, I mean, that's just a great knowledge to have. And so you and guys so, are going to be. Go ahead, Andy. Oh, I was just going to say a, a quick question. And again, we're talking with Mike Erickson, who's the director of the National High School Barbecue League. Um, the, when we get the kids, are, are you finding that these are kids from pretty much any walk in the school or are these food students that want to go to the barbecue side of the equation or, or where are the kids that are coming and joining, uh, typically found? Or, I mean, are these like sports kids that are super competitive or are they foods kids that want to go to food sport? Where, where does that go? Well, the cool thing about barbecue is, man, it's so democratic that we get kids from everywhere. We get a lot of our kids are in foods classes. I just spoke at, uh, to a bunch of uh, food science teachers in Colorado. Uh, there's a lot of FFA and uh, kids that are actually raising the animals or doing welding and learning how to build the pits. And then there's sports teams out there. We've got, uh, you know, it's the cool thing about it is if you like to eat, it's one of those things that it, it naturally draws kids in. And a lot of kids have never been on a team before. Yeah. And the cool thing about that whole idea is, and I think when we were talking off the air, you said that they can be in up to teams of five. So that brings a lot of creativity to the table. I mean, you could have a single person as well, but when you're working with a team, it really does kind of drive some of that creativity and the mentality of, of having that second set of eyes on it. If, if we wanted you know, people to be able to to help out drive some of this into their own communities or 
you know, get in touch with you about joining the National High School Barbecue League, what what are some of the best ways to do that? Well, if they go to highschoolbarbecueleague.com or meet.education, they can find out all the information and background. And really, it just comes down to establishing a relationship with your community. And that's why we started it. You know, we had to fundraise. We had to get adults, especially adult males on campus to mentor kids and work with kids. And uh, we had to get kids engaged and excited. And when you say barbecue, they know they're going to get to eat. So uh, basically, just go to our website and you get all the information and then we can help you. We've got a high school barbecue league in every state in the United States. And we've got all the marketing information and the the contacts and uh, we can get you started. Yeah, that's great. And I saw it on the website that you've got a a wealth of information on just how to even start the club in your specific high school. Like there's an entire PDF on, on just building that out, you know, in your school, not even just as a community or, or whatever there. So you can actually go out and kind of start to pull that down and, and work on those things. Now, now, well, Mike, I'm going to interrupt here because we're, we're running a little out of time and you are a chef and we've not talked about dessert. So throw some desserts at us in two minutes or less. All right. Well, banana pudding is, is seems to be the staple. Uh, sopapilla cheesecake is a winner, but we did oh. a uh, banana. We did a banana sopapilla cheesecake in a Dutch oven last year, and they, the kids made their own whipped cream in the middle of a parking lot, and <laughs> they did their banana pudding and layers and, and all that, and it was unbelievable. And that's the cool thing is we've got a lot of kids that they may not be the best meat cook, but there's always that one kid that wants to do dessert, and uh, they jump right in. You know, we've got uh, cobbler's a big thing with the Dutch oh, oven, yeah. which is you know, a great thing to learn how to make the cobbler pie crust and doing cherry cobblers and apple and uh, peach cobblers uh, are real popular. But I mean, it's that's the cool part about the dessert is it's creative, you know, and, you know, it's just really Mike, there's an old line about dessert and that is you eat dessert first because you never know when you're going to die. OK, so <laughs> <laughs> very important. But the, <laughs> I knew I was going to get a reaction. But the, the categories in the, the, this last one, desserts, New York strip, burgers, chicken thighs, pork spare ribs. I mean, you got you're just giving them an education for a lifetime that they're going to be able to use. This is just such a great organization. And and again, we want everybody to go to their website, which is high school BBQ dot com or Mike's going to give us the quicker version, which is. Meet.education. Perfect. Perfect. We want to get more high school guys guys and gals involved in this. This is just such a wonderful organization. And spread it all over the country. We want everybody to be doing this. So, Mike Erickson, again, thank you so much for being on the show. And stick around, everybody, because we're going to be bugging Andy about some last-minute ideas for all of a sudden people rushing into your house for the big game. That's coming up next right here on Barbecue Radio Network. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
Welcome back to Andy and Dave here on Barbecue Radio Network. And a barbecue shout-out goes to one of our sponsors, Old Hickory Pits Smokers. Check them out at oldhickorypits.com. They've got the Old Hickory Pits wood-burning barbecue pits. They, of course, now have commercial and residential smokers. Uh, Andy, I think we should get the, the high school kids to end up with a Old Hickory Pits yeah, residential could, smoker. Could you imagine if they rolled up with an Old Hickory Pit instead of the Weber? You know, so here's these kids the with a little, little backyard and their little cooler, and all of a sudden, psh- a big semi pulls up, a big hickory pits one. That'd be too cool. And the other kids would go, okay, we, you win, we lose. We're not even going to try the dessert. All right, we're not even going to try to make dessert. Anyway, check them out, oldhickorypits.com, wonderful sponsor of the show. Also, our weekly radio station barbecue shout-out goes to WZEPAM 1460 out of Dufuniac, Springs, Florida. Wow. That was nice. <laughs> Anytime I say more than four syllables, I get applause if I don't screw it up. <laughs> they are over 63 years with great country music, news, sports, weather, and cooking. By the way, they include cooking on their sponsorships, man. And uh, gosh, I always want to be in Florida this time of the year. <laughs> W's, yeah, no kidding. W-Z-E-P-A-M 1460. Maybe I can retire down there and just be on their, do country. I'll do classic country. You could do that i like country music so i can do that anyway thank you for so much for being a part of the barbecue radio network okay so our barbecue product spotlight we're talking about the big game coming up this weekend and you kind of had a, a what do i want to say a convenience item that, yes. that would help people I, I, oh out? i know if, i know what it is with the big game coming up and oled well, tv no Oh, that was that not, would be very I mean, convenient for what, me. What yeah. would it be? A what? <laughs> an OLED TV. Oh, like, like an 80-inch OLED TV, you know. that that That's a convenience item that you, I would yeah. like do to you, have. Do you still have tubes? Are you still watching tube TV? Is that what you're doing? No, but it hadn't been that long. <laughs> you, know, you know, okay, now I'm going to get sidetracked. But in my neighborhood, once a year, it's really nice. You can do big trash Pickup, yes. Pickup day. Absolutely. So, like, for, for several years, every year, out would go an old TV of mine, you know, because I'd get a flat screen, and those... Oh, they're so heavy. They come, Oh, they're so... I don't get my neighbor, and you have to wear gloves, because it'll cut your fingers off. But then, the, what they would do is they would come by and smash the back and steal the tubes... And I'd have plastic everywhere. So really? I, used to, I used to make signs. Uh, just take the whole dang dang, you know, and I started duct taping it and stuff. They would break the TV to get the tubes and not to just the take back. the whole TV. They would take probably a hammer to the very back just to grab the tubes. That's all they wanted. Because wow. I guess that's back then what was, was worth money. Well, speaking of convenience items. <laughs> speaking of convenience <laughs> items. <laughs> yes. The, before we went on a TV tirade, Sorry. thanks to T-Bone. <laughs> No, well, <laughs> in his OLED TVs, his ADD no, started. The, my ADD finished it. The the a great product, and and if you haven't figured this out yet, I'm usually talking about products that make the cooking or the prepping or something easier sure. or less work. Right? right. So we're going to use disposable cutting boards today Ooh. because disposable cutting boards. It's a paper product. It's laminated. Uh, so they can fold up. So if you need to take it with you, they're, you know, malleable. You can mm-hmm. fold them, put them in. Uh, but the cool thing about them is, is you can use one for raw and one for cooked. So if you're actually at a tailgate where you don't have a good water source, right? Uh, if you are cooking for a big group of people at the house and you need your counter space back and you don't want to have to try and manhandle a, a cutting board and clean it. Because, I mean, think about it. If you're out at, at the tailgate, 
you've got your raw chicken on the board and you might spray it down with some Lysol and then wipe it off with a paper towel or something, but you never know if you got that last little Mm. bit of salmonella, right? So having the disposable ones, you use one, you get all the raw stuff on it, you throw it away and you got a fresh, clean board for your finished product. And then when you're done with it, you throw it away. You don't have to clean it. And most importantly, it's safe. Yes. And so there's a couple of brands out there that I like. There's Smoky Mountain Smokers has a disposable board. And then there is the Barbecue Bus out of Chicago. You know, locally made product up there. Great guys that uh, put that together. Com- uh, competitive barbecue team up there that uh, has those uh, bus boards is what they call them. Okay. But it's the Barbecue Bus. Uh, so great product. But nice. that's what that's my product spotlight for today, Dave, is disposable cutting i like it you know there was a little sound bite in there that i ought to pull out that's just just was so wrong so andy says you're just never quite sure if you got every little bit of salmonella (laughs) and 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 then dave goes "Mm." (laughs) which proves that we are three men in a studio and nobody listens to each other so that's all that proves we never hear anything anybody else says didn't hear it I have a question about cutting boards. Yes. Can you take a cutting board, providing it fits, and put it in your dishwasher, and when it comes out, you know it's safe? Yes. Okay. And I will qualify that by saying if it is a Lexan cutting board, you wouldn't want to put a wood one in your dishwasher because it will damage the the wood over time. Got it. Um, And if you have deep cuts in your board, they tend to harbor bacteria. So you want to definitely put them in the dishwasher and run that sanitized cycle so that it gets hot enough that it kills everything. That's what I was going to ask. Is there a certain cycle or a certain soap or a certain something? that Run it as hot as you can run it without melting your board. Got it. Don't melt your board. You don't want a melted board. That's never a good thing is a melted that's, board. That's what we got T-Bone doing. He's melting the board over there. <laughs> that's just what I was thinking. <laughs> it's weird that he did that. We're, of course, my co-host, Annie Groneman, Chef's Choice champion at the Jack Daniels World Invitational Steak, by the way. Yeah, well, it was a steak. You're right. Oh, man. Mm. I don't know how you knew that. How did you know that? T-Bone. He does all the research. So, so the steak <laughs> competed with different dishes? Yeah. Yeah, it could oh, be wow. anything. Oh. So you chose steak. I chose steak. What kind of steak? So we did a filet with horseradish potatoes, beautiful uh, sauce. I mean, it was it was a well-plated presentation. The thing with the chef's choice is it's a plated, mm-hmm. uh, and I say plated, it's on a tray for all the judges, but you are serving them kind of the the dish it's not just like the brisket turn in where they get a slice of brisket and they right right they they're actually getting the entire the whole plate yeah. so that's not a blind box uh it is still blind okay uh but you can take it up if you've seen how dessert turn ins go at the royal where they take these massive ornate trays of dessert up uh, it's like that. You can you can serve it however you want. So we had a nice big tray with the plates and and all of that and garnished well. And you you want to really show off your your uh, presentation skills with this thing, but it's still blind. You, Speaking of see showing you. off, we we're we're running low on time. And here was here's my scenario, real quick for you. 
you originally, big game, you know, you're going to have your wife and maybe one of the kids. One of the kids was gone, maybe a couple of neighbors over, and that was going to be great, and you had it all planned yeah, out. Yeah, like three or four people. Yeah, three, four, five people, and that was it. And you had it all planned out. You were ready to go. And then all of a sudden, oh, your wife forgot to tell you. She invited a couple couples. You invited three guys. You forgot to tell your wife. Your your daughter invited two or three more friends. Oh, and, yeah. and all of a sudden, you got a bunch of people in your house. Real quick. What do you do in an emergency situation when the big game, what are you going to serve folks? I go straight to tacos. Okay. So, because if number one, if I can go to the fridge or the freezer, maybe I've got some ground beef or some chicken thighs, or, you know, I've got a couple of steaks in there or whatever, or a piece of flank steak. I can get that and those will cook quick. If I got to go to the grocery store, it's all stuff that's going to be easy to grab. It's going to be a couple of onions, a couple of jalapenos, you know, a bag of shredded cheese, uh, some tortillas, but the meat will cook fast. I can get all of that laid out. I can get all my veg sliced and into bowls, and then people can serve themselves as they want to eat during the first half. I'm not outside right. trying to man you the grill. You get to watch some of the game, the game and commercials. Yeah. yeah. And what about the second half? What's the second half of food? So second half is going to be- it's a long game. Oh, it's yeah. such a long game. It's going to be dicing up all of those leftovers and making a cheese sauce and doing a nacho spread in the yeah. second half. So I'm going to recycle any leftovers and people can have nachos. What do you think about that? That's a genius idea. You know, he's almost smart, T-Bone. He's almost, <laughs> almost smart. Almost smart. Because here it is, the last minute I'm throwing this at you, and and all of a sudden you came up with, with tacos for the first half and nachos for the second. It doesn't get any better than that. We've And we've had it happen. It always, you know, the girls have the extra yep. two friends that bring two friends, and all of a sudden the neighbors pop in, and you, like you said, goes from 5 to 30 <laughs> in no time. Do you watch the game on Telemundo? <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch uh, the the brothers on ESPN. Uh, oh, Manning, yes, the Manning brothers. Yeah, if you have we, a, we we got to talk about that one of these days next next fall because that show's great. I've got great. a shut up Joe Buck shirt I wear. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we want to then thanks Mike Erickson from the High School Barbecue League at highschoolbbqleague.com. Check that out. Our February February barbecue sauce of the month is Smoke on Wheels pork marinade and injection 16 ounces next week tune in for nick broughton from chiggercreek.com also we're gonna be talking about injecting stuff right here on barbecue radio network you love food and when you love food you love finding new flavors to explore new techniques to try and seeing the look of your friends and family's faces when they bite into it old hickory pit smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant quality barbecue right in your own backyard old hickory pit smokers are made in the usa visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll free 800-223-9667 